Hey everyone, this is Mark Ruffalo, and you're listening to News Coup with Public Herald. One does not necessarily allow the state to define what is legal. Now, the state has the power to enforce a certain concept of what is legal, but power doesn't imply justice or correctness even. Throughout American history, the political leaders have always exhorted the American people to be nice and quiet and leave things to them. But when very serious evils confronted the American people, they had to go beyond the congressmen and the senators, and they had to commit civil disobedience, and they had even to break the law. This is News Coup, a public herald production where we overthrow the status quo. I'm your host, Joshua Probanek, and today we're going to dive into a new exclusive on Tenor Mountains being built across America. This story was written by Emma Lichtwart and myself, with editor Melissa Troutman and Jake Conley contributed to this report. Our T-Norm team consisted of the Novera Collective, Dream Lauder Music, Nina Berman, Olivia Rasmussen, Talia Wiener, Kristen Losey, and Justin Noble. The story today is that America is building mountains of radioactive fracking waste, and the one in Joe Biden's hometown is under criminal investigation. This has been a 15-month investigation at Public Herald, and what we found is that Pennsylvania's largest fracking waste landfill is under criminal investigation for dumping radioactive leachate and potentially for loads of T-norm waste that the landfill has brought in that consisted of drill cuttings and other material from fracking waste. And to put this story into perspective, we can say that never before in the history of America has the country undertaken such a radioactive experiment, bringing massive amounts of carcinogenic material to the surface and depositing it inside populated areas. For this story, a community group's letter about a landfill that accepted this radioactive fracking waste caught the attention of the Pennsylvania Attorney General's Environmental Crimes Unit. And as folks know, we've been covering this for years now, and we have put up a new page on Public Herald where you can see all this work on T-Norm. You can go to publicherald.org slash T-Norm and read through all of the articles that we've published about T-Norm since 2011. And if you're a frequent reader at Public Herald, we invite you to support our work by becoming a patron. You can go to patreon.com slash publicherald, and for as little as a dollar, support this work that we do. And for all of those that do support this work and our patrons, uh, we thank you because you've helped to make this story possible. With that, let's begin the report. In the heart of President Joe Biden's hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Friends of Lackawanna are fighting the massive expansion of Keystone Sanitary Landfill, a waste dump that accepts radioactive material created by fracking for oil and natural gas. Here's Michelle Dempsey from Friends of Lackawanna. You know, this is the the future of our community at stake. There's no, that's not exaggerating, that's not hyperbolizing, that is just a fact. This is our, our community lives or dies on this decision. And, uh, and so we gave it our hearts and souls and we continue to. Dempsey's community is just one of many across America where, since fracking began, state and federal regulators have sent radioactive material to residual waste sites. As this waste piles up in public and private landfills, the size and risk of these Tenor Mountains looms large. 
When Dempsey returns home from her office in neighboring Dunmore Borough, after a demanding day of work, relaxing is far from her mind. She sits down, pulls out her laptop, and begins research for what she considers her second job. Across town, Sharon Cuff and Samantha Maloney are doing the same. Their jobs and routines are winding down for the day, but their second life unfurls here each night in front of the computer screens and phones to find out, has a landfill expansion ever been stopped? If so, how? In Dunmore, according to resident Sharon Cuff, three anti-landfill candidates were newly elected in the May 2021 primary. Mark Conway for mayor, William O'Malley for city councilor, and Catherine Oven for city councilor. Dempsey, Cuff, and Maloney are part of Friends of Lackawanna, a nonprofit group dedicated to protecting the health and safety of Lackawanna County from the proposed 165-foot vertical expansion of Keystone across 435 acres, which includes a 145 million cubic yard capacity increase. Any day now, the expansion could be approved by the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection, DEP, dramatically increasing the amount of radioactive material from fracking waste accepted at Keystone until it becomes higher than the Statue of Liberty. Keystone has a dirty history of contaminating groundwater, alleged illegal dumping, and other faulty operations that have led to federal investigation and litigation. The latest is its trouble with landfill leachate, the contaminated liquid that leaches out of landfill debris after rainfall. In December 2020, Keystone was punished by the DEP for contaminating groundwater with leachate and for storing it above regulatory limits in violation of the Solid Waste Management Act. Records reviewed by Public Herald show that during the leachate investigation, DEP did not require radiological testing of the leachate, despite outcry from Friends of Lackawanna. According to public records, the community around Keystone has complained to the DEP about problems at the landfill 224 times since 1987. Yet, not one citizen complaint in 34 years has resulted in a violation enforcement or penalty from the department. Public Herald's decade of research and reporting about DEP complaint investigations has never revealed any other case where all of a community's complaints about a particular facility or company resulted in zero enforcement actions. Radioactive material within the fracking waste buried at Keystone and other landfills is water-soluble, which means that when it rains, radionuclides like cancer-causing radium-226 end up in landfill leachate. After receiving little help from Pennsylvania DEP about radioactivity and other concerns, the Friends of Lackawanna stopped hearing from DEP altogether. So the group reached out to the district attorney, who referred them to the Pennsylvania Attorney General's Environmental Crimes Unit. Sam Maloney wrote in that letter, Due to the Department of Environmental Protection's lack of response, I am turning to your office. Maloney referred to an alleged leachate dumping incident at Keystone in September 2016, and the letter seeks to refer this matter to the Attorney General's office for a full investigation of the quote-unquote harmful effects on the air quality, safety, and health of the citizens of Scranton, as well as the water quality of Meadowbrook Creek and the Lackawanna River. The city of Scranton and the borough of Dunmore have also written letters to Roger Bellis, 
the former Keystone operator who is now the Waste Management Environmental Program Manager for the Pennsylvania DEP. Bellis is now a DEP state authority in Keystone's expansion process and has handled all public comments on the matter. The letters from both municipalities express growing concerns about the impacts of the Keystone expansion project. In November 2019, Friends of Lackawanna received notice from the Lackawanna County District Attorney's Office that the Pennsylvania Attorney General's Office had assumed jurisdiction over the Keystone Sanitary Landfill leachate case. PA Attorney General Josh Shapiro's office confirmed in a statement to Public Herald that it has an open investigation into Keystone, but wouldn't comment further. The AG's office would neither confirm nor deny reports about a second investigation about the technically enhanced naturally occurring radioactive material, known as T-norm, from fracking waste that Keystone has accepted. DEP, when contacted by Public Herald, had no comment and redirected Public Herald to the AG's office. While the involvement of the AG's office has been encouraging for some, there's no promise of full accountability. The AG's multi-year investigation of Pennsylvania's management of fracking resulted in charges against oil and gas companies, but the misconduct by state officials, while admonished, did not lead to indictments yet. During a May 25th press conference with Attorney General Shapiro's office, Pennsylvania State Senator Katie Muth responded to Public Herald's questions about DEP's accountability. Muth, when asked what would be done to hold the DEP accountable, expressed concern over the DEP's mishandling of the industries it's supposed to regulate. I, I certainly think um, the DEP better, you know, put up or shut up because they they say they're here to protect, and um, I haven't, I've, you know, all I've seen are, are letters to people about uh, their water being contaminated, but dismissing it as, you know, the extraction industry being at fault. And so um, I I really um, think that that's an area of concern. I don't know that every legislator shares my uh, level of concern, but, um, you know, they, uh, you, we the people pay pay the salaries for every government official, right? And so there's, they're paid, their job is supposed to be to protect us and the environment. And so, um, if you can't do your job, then you gotta go. To date, very little information about the Keystone case has been released to Friends of Lackawanna from the AG's office. But local sources say they've met with the AG's investigators about Keystone's leachate issues, including ones uncovered in Public Herald's radioactive leachate investigation from 2019. Maloney explained that after two meetings with the AG's office, the most recent at the end of April, She's confident the office is at least aware and listening to their concerns. For Maloney, it sends a message when the AG's staffers know what leachate is. But the clock is ticking for Friends of Lackawanna. Every day they wait to hear if DEP is going to approve Keystone's expansion. All of these following officials, organizations, and schools have openly opposed the Keystone landfill expansion. The Dunmore City Council, Dunmore Mayor Tim Burke, Scranton Mayor Paige Cognetti, Scranton City Council, Mid-Valley School District and Board, Scranton School Board, Pennsylvania Representative Ken Mullins, U.S. Congressman Matt Cartwright, U.S. Senator Bob Casey, CFHJ and PA Sierra Club of Lackawanna County, and the Sierra Club. On the national level, 
President Biden's climate plan neglects the impacts that fracking these oil and gas waste has on towns like Scranton and Dunmore, waste that will be produced for decades even after fracking ends. Biden's climate plan fails to close gaping loopholes for the oil and gas industry that have existed since the 1980s, when the federal government exempted the industry's waste from hazardous waste law. This creates the opportunity for landfills like Keystone, which are not officially authorized to handle hazardous waste, to continue accepting large amounts of radioactive, potentially hazardous material from oil and gas operations. If Pennsylvania DEP approves Keystone's proposed expansion, the landfill's ability to operate will be extended until 2064, allowing thousands more tons of radioactive material from continued fracking development to be trafficked to the town where Biden grew up. This would make Keystone a new landmark. The landfill will become the tallest geographic feature in the area. What's happening is America is building, quote-unquote, Tenor Mountains. Everyone knows that oil and gas wells produce oil and natural gas, but few people understand that these wells also produce radioactive material, or that this material is being disposed of in community landfills alongside household trash, as it is at Keystone. Oil and gas waste materials contain T-norm, which is the technically enhanced naturally occurring radioactive material, although some states simply refer to this as norm. Essentially, which starts as naturally occurring radioactive material contained deep beneath the Earth's crust is brought to the surface by human activity such as fracking to create the T-norm. These processes can raise concentration levels of radioactive materials throughout operations and increase exposures to workers and the public. One of the main radioactive elements in the oil and gas T-norm is radium-226, an alpha-emitting isotope with a half-life of over 1,600 years that is known for its ability to cause cancer. Though oil and gas waste contains hazardous materials, it's not considered hazardous by the EPA. In 1988, the EPA declared that even though the oil and gas waste contains toxic heavy metals, carcinogens, and radioactivity, Regulating the waste as hazardous would cause a severe economic impact on the industry and on oil and gas production in the U.S., so it exempted the industry from hazardous waste law under the Resource Conservation and Recovery Act, known as RECRA. T-norm from oil and gas operations is also not covered by federal regulations governing radioactive material, including the Atomic Energy Act. Radium from T-norm appears in high concentrations for several types of oil and gas waste, and the detections are higher for fracking waste streams that include sludge, drill cuttings, pipe scale, wastewater, and used equipment. According to radiation expert Andrew Gross, oil and gas workers have also transported T-norm into their homes, exposing their families to radioactivity they picked up on the job. Pennsylvania DEP's own T-norm study from 2016 cites the same risk to workers. And quoting from the study, it basically says that actual annual exposure for a worker at a sewage plant is dependent upon the exposure rates and time the person worked in proximity to one of the tanks that have radioactive waste inside of it, like a sewage sludge tank that's holding sludge that had heavy amounts of leachate that had T-norm and needed to be scraped out, for instance. 
The problem for communities and watersheds in the United States is that T-norm is piling up within landfills like Keystone across the country, and not just in fracking regions like Pennsylvania. The federal exemption for oil and gas waste means that fracking waste can be imported across state borders, sometimes to states where fracking is restricted, like New York State, or to where it's just not viable, like Montana. And that brings us back to our point at the beginning of this story, which is that never before in the history of America has the country undertaken such a radioactive experiment, bringing massive amounts of carcinogenic material to the surface and depositing it inside populated areas. The Keystone landfill divides the city of Scranton and the borough of Dunmore. It is a half mile from the nearest residential area and 1.7 miles from the Dunmore School District. Keystone is also only 800 feet away from the Dunmore Reservoir, which serves as an emergency drinking water source and popular recreation area. In addition to Keystone accepting rocky drill cuttings that contain T-norm, the landfill was cleared by DEP in 2014 to also accept drilling fluids from fracking sites. The liquid waste from fracking has particularly high levels of radium-226. DEP's 2016 T-norm study found high levels of radium-226 in both conventional and unconventional oil and gas wastewaters. Every wastewater sample in the study exceeded the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency limit of 5 picocuries per liter for combined radium and drinking water. Some radium-226 levels were as high as 26,600 picocuries per liter in the wastewater from fracked gas drilling sites. For the Friends of Lackawanna, all of these concerns about Keystone could have ended in 2015 when the landfill's waste management permit was set to expire. This would have required that the landfill be closed and capped for good, which residents were eagerly waiting. But before its time was up, Keystone submitted an application to the DEP Borough of Solid Waste for an expansion to allow for an additional 125 million tons of waste, adding almost a half century more disposal to what could become the state's largest trash mountain. When Dempsey first heard about the expansion project, she told us, I just, the blood boiled in my body and I just couldn't shut up about it. Anybody who would listen to me, I'd talk to. Keystone has since been identified by Public Herald as one of 30 Pennsylvania landfills accepting fracking waste and producing leachate that's making its way into public waterways. Some of these facilities were never mentioned by the DEP when Public Herald first asked the agency for a list of all these Pennsylvania landfills who accept fracking waste back in 2019. Had DEP provided us Keystone, there's a very good chance that this story never would have happened because we wouldn't have been communicating with the group about why DEP didn't give us Keystone on that list. Under Pennsylvania law, landfills can send their fracking-contaminated leachate to wastewater treatment plants, known as WWTPs, like local sewage facilities. Oftentimes, these treatment plants are not equipped to properly eliminate radioactive material before dumping their effluent into rivers. The result is a statewide system that can discharge radioactive residuals from fracking into waterways from at least 18 of these facilities across Pennsylvania, including the Scranton Sewage Authority, now Pennsylvania American Water Company, which accepted leachate from Keystone for years. But in late 2019, Keystone began doing something different. It got approval from the DEP to operate its own on-site leachate treatment systems, 
Keystone installed a reverse osmosis treatment system and obtained permits allowing it to discharge treated leachate directly into two streams that run alongside the landfill, Eddy Creek and Little Roaring Brook, in addition to sending it to the Pennsylvania American Water Facility in Scranton, which discharges into the Lackawanna River. According to a 2016 letter from DEP, Keystone would be restricted to releasing only one picocurie of combined radium-226 and 228 since the facility accepts fracking waste. However, a final permit for Keystone that's been requested by Public Herald to the DEP to discharge waste into waterways that was sent to us does not list a limitation for radium. PA American's water discharge permit also does not require monitoring for radium. When asked by Public Herald whether T-Norm would be considered in the expansion permitting process, the DEP provided a written statement saying, T-Norm is material that is taken into consideration and analyzed when DEP reviews permit applications, including a permit application regarding landfills, end quote. But Marco Keltevin, an expert who traces where radiological substances end up over time and whether they're disposed of correctly, told Public Herald, quote, Really, we're not making treatment systems for radioactive waste. We're making transit systems. You know, we're moving them from one place or one medium to another without actually dealing with the problem at hand. The radioactivity was created when the Earth was formed billions of years ago. A few hours in a, a, a public treatment plant isn't going to make much difference. It's still going to wind up somewhere. And have you ever bought um, at a garden store um, sewage sludge from a, a treatment plant to put on your garden? A lot of people do. Um, and it's actually a fine way to recycle, uh, except for the radiation thing that you're adding from a few fracking wells that have sent truckloads of their, their hydraulic uh, fracturing flowback water into the, into the treatment plant. It becomes a, a web of added radioactivity. And, and so far, we've only figured out how to spread it, and we haven't figured out how to really treat it. What's been disturbing is that the department has always known about T-norm problems from oil and gas waste. In 1991, DEP released a study on T-norm in oil and gas development that pointed to a need for state regulations and restrictions, but no one took serious action. Today, all landfills like Keystone that accept T-norm waste from fracking operations can use that stuff to cover the trash at the landfill. For the last decade, DEP has been allowing, even promoting, this beneficial use of oil and gas waste as a way to prevent trash from blowing off the site. The state's 2016 T-NERM study made it clear that, quote, because landfills accept natural gas industry waste, such as drill cuttings and treatment sludge that may contain T-NERM, there is a potential for leachate from those facilities to also contain T-NERM. And let's just be clear about there is a potential. What the study said and what the study found was that all the testing the state conducted of landfill leachate showed evidence of T-norm. Keystone is authorized to accept up to 7,000 tons of waste per day, and DEP approximates that 700 tons of T-norm laden drill cuttings are disposed of at the Keystone landfill every day. A Keystone Sanitary Landfill Health Consultation published by ATSDR said it found, quote, at a site visit in 2015, landfill management characterized the composition of accepted wastes as approximately 
77% municipal solid wastes, 10% drill cuttings from unconventional natural gas drilling operations, 6% sludge and residual wastes, 4% food waste, and 3% construction and demolition wastes. Dempsey says the cumulative effect of T-norm disposal at Keystone has never been studied. She asked landfill representatives at a town meeting if they had any idea what the accumulative effect might be of radioactive disposal at Keystone. We asked them once at one of the meetings, like, does anybody have, does anybody have any idea what the, the cumulative effect of that much, you know, fracking material and radioactive material is? And they had no idea. Never been studied. No concept. The 2016 DEP T-norm study sampled landfills, but it did not disclose which ones. So exactly how much T-norm is accumulating at Keystone? No one really knows for sure. All the waste is supposed to be checked for T-norm, but DEP required monitoring at the landfill has been criticized by experts like Dr. Julie Retherington Rice, who says, quote, Pennsylvania is counting on smoke and mirrors for protection because they're not using the right test and they're not using the right equipment, end quote. John Mello, who worked at DEP for 30 years in the Hazardous Sites Cleanup Program, said that after working for DEP, he's troubled by the agency's handling of Keystone and wants to see firmer data if DEP is going to claim Keystone isn't causing environmental and health problems. He says, quote, My issue is not to cry, the sky is falling, but to make sure that there's actually data to show that there's no problem, not just speculation as DEP has done, end quote. In the past, Keystone sent a maximum of 150,000 gallons per day of leachate to the Scranton Wastewater Treatment Plant, based on records we've seen. Experts have told Public Carroll that the treatment methods used on site at sewage facilities are simply not equipped to remove T-norm from landfill leachate. So there's logical reason to believe that for the past six years or longer, the Scranton Sewer Authority could have been releasing T-norm from Keystone Landfill into public waters through the sewer system if the leachate was quote-unquote treated, especially considering the facility's discharging permit does not include monitoring for T-norm. Is, again, you know, if it's water-soluble and it's coming through an archaic sewer system, it exposes all of us, you know, right. not only just through this whole, you know, their, their proposed plan to, like, spray it in the air for dust, you know, as well as, you know, pump it straight into Edie Creek and stuff, but... Even now, you know, if it's rainy and there's an overflow, it's coming into, at a minimum, Meadowbrook Creek, and moreover, it could be coming directly into our houses. So my concern was, is bleachate mixed in with this? And if so, how dangerous is that to us? Because it's in in our homes. Senator Muth, when asked by Public Herald how the state would deal with its radioactive leachate problem, referred to the permitting of landfills to dispose of the radioactive leachate as the quote-unquote loophole in the law that needs to be addressed. This is something that we exposed in 2019 in Public Herald's reporting. In fact, there is this loophole where fracking waste goes from radioactive fracking waste to basically just labeled leachate. And part of the problem, Ruth said, is that DEP won't provide the state with stable, reliable data on how many landfills accept the waste. And this is true. The first time DEP gave us data, they said there was 15, 14 landfills. We ended up finding 30 
in 2020 in our most recent report. Senator Muth said she's confident that the Attorney General's office is looking at this issue. Overall, Keystone has been denying illegal dumping or anything else that's basically been accused of, um, even with the enforcement and penalties that have happened. On September 26, 2016, a strange smell enveloped Dunmore. The odor was so foul, it required the complete 3 a.m. evacuation of a local hotel in St. Joseph's, a center for medically fragile and severely disabled adults. And then other people said they couldn't sleep, they couldn't be in their houses. It was just, it was terrible. And the landfill um, general manager admitted that night that they were running leachate down that line. Um, And then the next day retracted it um, and said it was a mistake and, you know, that, that, you know, it was only a little bit open. The Scranton-based Times-Tribune reported that Keystone's consulting engineer, Albert Magnata, claimed that the liquid causing the smell was not treated leachate from Keystone. However, the day the odor was detected, Magnata said, the landfill had discharged treated leachate through an emergency line through the Green Ridge neighborhood due to maintenance on a pump in the facility. Basically, during storm events, when the sewer is full, excess waste is sent through the combined sewer overflows, called, in this case called Outfall 2. Most modern sewer systems collect stormwater separately from sewage wastes to prevent overflow problems. However, in antiquated systems like the one being used by Keystone and the Sewer Authority, these two waste streams are still combined, which has led to a problem for local residents. According to Friends of Lackawanna, stormwater runoff, sewage, industrial stormwater waste, and Keystone's leachate all go directly into the Lackawanna River via Outfall 2, avoiding any treatment by the Scranton Sewer Authority, which is now owned by Pennsylvania American Water Company. The Scranton Sewer Authority claimed to Public Herald in a recent email that it is, quote, in no way connected to the Keystone landfill and would have no comment, Um, despite the fact that we have a document stating uh, that Keystone landfill sends, can send, has sent up to 150,000 gallons of leachate a day to the Scranton Sewer Authority. The Green Ridge Neighborhood Association filed a lawsuit against the Scranton Sewer Authority regarding the sudden permit amendment allowing the use of the previously unapproved outfall 2. In 2016, the case was dismissed after too much time had passed with no action. Friends of Lackawanna says the agencies whose duty it is to help the citizens answer difficult questions are providing next to no help, specifically the DEP. They have been asking difficult questions on behalf of their community and its safety for the past six years and speculate that the DEP may not be adequately staffed to handle the problems that the landfill is producing. The Friends of Lackawanna say they are not backing down regardless of the outcome of the Attorney General's investigation. And so, you know, it's just, it's just a love for our area. The reason we're all here is because we love it and we're trying to protect it. And that's the thing. Like, our motivation is protecting our community. The motivation on the other side is money. 
Until the wrongful discharge of leachate is corrected, the expansion is stopped, and the community feels heard by the DEP, the Friends of Lackawanna say they will do whatever it takes to keep their community safe. do it for today's show if you want to support this work you can go to patreon.com slash public herald and become a patron where you can get perks like stickers and free access to all the documentaries that public herald has produced as well as exclusives behind the scenes and talks that we're doing every month about radioactivity and be sure to stay tuned to news coup and subscribe on all your favorite podcast channels we're going to be releasing a series of reports about T-Norm over the summer, and you do not want to miss what's coming out. Thank you for listening. This has been News Coup, where we overthrow the status quo, and we'll see you at the next story. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of News Coup. The music came from Dream Louder and Heavy Colors Invisible Hand Soundtrack, and that's from the film Invisible Hand. If you have a story to tell about the issues you heard today, contact our team at info at Thanks so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you next time.